And welcome to another episode of the Nuclear Medicine Molecular Medicine podcast. And uh, we're, we're coming to you straight from Vancouver, the Society of Nuclear Medicine League. And um, we've got uh, some gentlemen here um, from, uh, from Ratio, and, uh, and they, uh, they've been doing some great work on Theranostics, something that we're very keen on in the podcast. And, and in particular, they've been doing some great work with alphas, which again, uh, something we've talked about before in the podcast, and I think a, a really exciting area that seems to be growing rapidly. Um, so I might hand it over to you guys, if you can introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about where you're from and what your background is. Sure. Uh, Jack Hoppen, I'm a mathematician by training. Uh, I've worked in nuclear medicine for a long time and uh, uh, worked on developing an instrument, uh, a micro spec CT, and then got into really data processing and core competency. Started a company in 2008 called Invicro. Through that company, um, it's, a, it's kind of a staple now in translation. Invicro would be probably the biggest um, company for, uh, for, for really data repository and, and, and CRO development, I think, um, in terms of, in terms of uh, imaging um, uh, groups. I'd say, I'd say it would be the biggest one. Yeah, there's about 400 people there. It's a big organization. I, I left there about a year and a half ago. Um, I, we sold the company in 2017 to Conca and um, I, I was started working. I met I met the good Dr. Babich uh, uh, a long time ago, and we connected in 2018, and got very excited about what he was doing at Cornell in terms of really thinking about um, radio pharmaceuticals, in my opinion, the right way, which is optimizing the kinetics of the uh, of the drugs, and so helped his company uh, Noria. Um, and was active with him. Uh, and after I left, after I moved on from Conic Minolta Precision Medicine, uh, started working a lot together. And, and I'll, I'll let John pick up uh, kind of how North, how we how we created the ratio. Yeah. Uh, so there. you know, John Babich, um, I am the chief scientific officer of Ratio. My background's in pharmaceutical sciences for also twenty five plus years. Um, you know, re- reacquainted myself with Jack because one of the things we we're trying to accomplish is fine-tuning molecules to really control the PK. Right? So at the end of the day, target radiotherapy is, is very similar to external beam radiotherapy. You have to make sure you hit the target, minimize off-target radiation. And we had developed a technology that's related to the manipulation of PK based on albumin uh, interactions. And one of the things I thought it would be really valuable is to actually try to model this phenomenon because you know with enough data points, we could think about how we might optimize the design, not necessarily that mass would drive the molecules, but it would, it would drive the characteristics of the molecules. Right, so, so what you're trying to do is optimize the uptake, not just based upon whether you get more more target to um, to off-target, but also around the half-life of the trace. Right, and also quant- quantitatively get more into the tumor, right? So when, when you think about it, we inject a bolus of radioactivity. It would be brilliant if it were to all go to the tumor, but it doesn't, right? right? It all circulates around, some of it drops itself here and there, excretion, etc. But how can you control the phenomena? Two things. One is how do you get more of what you injected into the tumor? And then how do you discriminate tumor from the rest of the tissues in the body? So it really has driven that. And, and Jack's analytical background uh, was really, was like I wanted to find the group that could actually help us put together the mathematical basis for what we were seeing in, in, in the biology, and then that would feed back to how we would make the next molecules and so on and so forth. So that kind of, that was a Noria phenomena, that's continued now into ratio, 
we eventually uh, sold Noria to Bayer uh, Pharmaceuticals back in June of 2021. Right, because and you've got you've got to manage that mathematics because they've all got different. To your tube, you've got different uptake times from not just from the blood, but the blood into the right into exactly. the uh, extra there's a half life of the isotope and so on. So, so it's a it lends itself to great. So we we like to say that what we're trying to do is bring math to medicine, right? So right. We, you know, math meets medicine here, and Jack's background and the expertise that we're pulling together between the people that Jack has brought into ratio, the people I brought into ratio, we're really putting together, I think, a top team. To allow ourselves to really focus on the, the let's call it the physiological requirements to do optimal targeting, we have a lot of med chem. We've got great chelate chemistry, and you know it's a it's a team that's evolving. I think to be the best in class for uh, radio pharmaceutical development. Right, because you've also got to look at how much is out of the tumor. Exactly. exactly. What's exactly. in, and you've got to look at what's between the tumor and the bloodstream. So you've got to look at the tissue that that's sitting in, the middle of the tumor that might be more insulated, yes. more difficult. Exactly. All of those kind of things, and all of those things takes math, don't they? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, even the dosimetry, particularly when you get to alphas, right? There's a there's one thing to look at a, a tissue level, organ level. But there's another thing to look at a microscopic level. And that's another thing that we have to model as well, what's happening at the very level of the tumor cells and its stroma. Well, that's really important because that's one of the key advantages of theranostics. You can't give a radiotherapy beam at a single cell. You can't even do surgery on a single cell, really. Um, the only way you can actually treat a single cell of cancer, and that single cell might become um, a, a few trillion cells in a fairly short period of time, exactly. is... Um, uh, is with a theranostic approach um, or a chemotherapy approach, but again, a chemotherapy is indiscriminate in terms of it. it exactly. It, it no, one, no one typically knows where chemotherapeutics go. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a question that's asked too often. Yeah, I think uh, it, it, what we're touching on here is a key that is true to the space. Is it's a very interdisciplinary space. You know, you really do need to build a team. Um, having both of us been in the field of nuclear medicine for a long time, but also been work, worked with a lot of non-nuclear medicine pharmaceutical companies. Very often, uh, everyone thinks, well, if I just put an isotope on something, I have the drug. You know, I ha I've had this drug do something. All I got to do is put an alpha or beta mineral, and then I have a drug. Or in, in nuclear medicine, sometimes there's a sentiment where I just need to find a binder. I already know how to, 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 to make radioactive drugs. But the truth is, you really have to have kind of a comprehensive understanding of drugs nuclear medicine and uh, and really physics and in, in this case as well. I think that's part of our goal. We have- And timing. And timing. And the, the, the timing is And timing is a market. Yeah. We're, we're incredibly appreciative of, right now is a great time. We're seeing the adoption because of the success of some of the, the new therapeutics, um, you know, and, and large scale pharma moving into this space. And that's not something we saw Eight years ago, you know, now is a new era for uh, uh, radio targeted radiotherapy. It's just a, a new a new time. It's exciting, and it's been it's it's happening not because the big pharma want this to happen. It's because they've been dragged kicking and screaming. <laughs> I think. Yeah, and <laughs> well, I mean the patient, the patient benefit is it's so good and equivocal. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, we've spoken before with people like Josh Malman, who's right. Who, right, uh, who's a patient advocate. Right. right, and so they're the people that are driving the need for this, and then saying, "Look, this works. We want what works." Yeah, and the side effects are typically yeah. much less. And and it, it was everyone, everyone's kicking through, not just the pharmaceutical companies. The, I mean, 
clinicians also, no one really wants to work with radioactivity, but it, I think we're making it very, uh, you know, it's so valuable that it's getting better and better and more adopted. And supply chain distribution, it's all, it's all gonna, uh, the you're watching it all, the ecosystem, evolved, yeah. exactly. So you're, so, and a lot of, a lot of um, investment has moved into the space, and so the infrastructure will also rise. Okay, let's talk with specifics about about what uh, what products we've got in development or about to get in development. Um, I was particularly interested in the tapping. Can you tell us a bit, a bit more about that? Sure. So, yeah, tapping is a great target, right? It's a it's a it's a unique target in, in that it's really not a cancer target. It's a it's a tumor target. Right. You might know, say, what's the difference? Well, Cancer cells are the actual cancer itself. The tumor is the swelling, right, the Latin swelling, of what is the mass of the tumor. And so I like to think of it in sort of simple terms. It's kind of the bird's nest and that makes up the tumor and the eggs are the cancer cells. And so the, the nest is an important part of the environment for the, to allow the tumors to grow. And so sometimes there's more nest than tumor cells, right? No. So we're seeing now the development of the theragnostic piece on the diagnostic side, saying, wow, this might be a better way to find tumors, characterize tumors, because there, there's a lot of signal there. So you can do a lot, right. a lot, of, a lot of data talking about comparing it to FDG. But there's other things to it as well, and that it's really looking at a component within the stroma, which is the activated fibroblasts, which do a lot of things, right? They're controlling a symphony of things in the, in the, in the tumor. And some of that may be related to immunosuppression or the, the, the covering up of the tumor from the, your, the host immune system. So it, it, it opens itself up to being a very interesting target therapeutically. Right. Well, point of view, it's, it's lots not of tumors have it. Yeah. And so it's you know maybe pan carcinoma at some level. But it's also going to be interesting, and we're, I think we're at a very, very early stage here. What is the impact of destroying the stroma? Is it is it a way is it is, it, is it a way of breaking down barriers, physical barriers, or physiologically you get more drugs into those tumors, say pancreatic cancer, which has a huge amount of stroke component. It's very hard to get drugs into the pancreatic cancer to get the cancer cells. Is it also a way of shutting down or, or, or pulling away the veil of the immune suppression in order to activate the immune therapy, the immune therapy. therapy. So you're revealing, you're revealing the DNA, you're, you're breaking the actual yeah, you're, you're going, the, the you're going to get more there. access, right? right? It's an access issue. And so if you look at the literature, there's not a lot of discussion about drug delivery. There's some very bright guys who in both times so we still don't know where the drugs are going. And so one of the issues may well be drug access. This is this could be an adjuvant for lots of different cancers by basically pre-destroying the stroma before you get into so there's lots of opportunity here, and it's, the game's got to get played. And a lot of Theranostics fail or, or treatments fail, or even FTG fails, because they're just looking at metabolic activity of the tumor, right? Whereas, whereas the, the stroma is, uh, you don't have to have a high metabolic activity to have a significant amount of, um, of stroma around the tumor. Exactly right, which is why very often, you know, the data and the theme of this conference right now is a lot of presentations around this was a silent tumor in FG and now I'm seeing a, a FAP signal. Uh, right. yep. And this we're it was not in the year a few years ago. We yeah. did a podcast exactly, exactly on the image. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> so. Exactly. Now, but now we're exactly now we're that was the hope and we're starting to see the promise realize this and we're starting to get more and more data. And it hasn't taken that time though. Um, no, 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 no,
that was that wasn't that long ago. No. And and we've now got a third Austin. Now if that's gonna happen with this, what's gonna happen with her right. too? Right? Uh, breast exactly. cancer, right? What's gonna happen with some of these other other cancers? Are we really going to um, we're gonna significantly make it Often the cancers that we've come out with thyroidoscopics like neuroendocrine consumers and, and slow-growing prostate tumors are the difficult ones. Yes. And we're having success in the difficult ones. So I think this is great news for Absolutely. patients. Yeah, so yeah. We, we're, we're excited, we're patient-focused, and it's, it's all about the patient at the end of the day. Can, can, we, can we extend life with quality? Yes. And that's a huge opportunity for thyroidoscopics. It's just... Yeah, the, the, the lack of side effects from most of the therapeutics are not going to be zero. They're going to be really quite, quite, um, I'd say, gentle relative to chemotherapy. And other right. So the alpha mid has got an incredibly short pathway. So it really, it barely gets across the cell, right? So it's yeah. really not going to affect neighboring cells very much. You just have to get it in the right place. Exactly. You just have to get it in the right place. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll add that we're, you know, just from a kind of a, where we are as a company, we, you know, we've been, it's kind of our first announced display of ourselves. We, we started the company a year ago. We we're 15 people, heavy, heavy PhD at this point, kind of 13. We really have a senior scientific leadership group as the company grows, and we we decide we move into a headquarters lab, Discovery Lab, um, in January of next year, 19,000 square feet in the Seaport of Boston. So right. it'll be, you know, radiochemistry, synthetic chemistry. Uh, Preclinical discovery work and our and our headquarters uh, office wise. So we're very excited. We got a good foundation um, and looking to do this for a long time. Um, it's, it's not a and, and hopefully again we have good partners in already in uh, Bayer and Lantheus and, and I think um, you know it, it, we're, we're very it excited. The ecosystem it does about, right yeah. now. You, you have manufactured. I still manufacture capabilities with Lantheus. You've got the pharmaceutical powerhouse and buyer and it's uh, we're, we're very fortunate that we have those two relationships and great uh, great partnerships right. and the other the other thing is we're now starting to come online availability of of, of the source material the alpha and it's like yeah exactly there's an exactly there, there, there's a new development in ansto in australia exactly right yeah. um, and, and we just talked with one of your yeah, the ansto uh, colleagues yesterday at uh, we were at the triumph that's at right BDOXT and talked to bdxt what they're doing people from ansto so there's a Huge amount of energy we're putting in the financial support, obviously, to make this happen. It's a really exciting time. Excellent. Yeah, it's been great talking to you. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? Where can they find out more about what you're doing? Um, just our website, and uh, we'll, you know, we we just kind of launched, so that was our first press release. We'll, we have we'll kind of keep the message going, and um, we. Info at ratio.com. Info at ratio.com. Ratiotx.com. Yeah. All right. And, uh, you know, we're, we're here and looking for collaborators too. So, excellent. Uh,